Pushing On With Karen. This week on the show, we are chatting to actor Kate Licorice and director Samantha Nell from the rom-com Do Your Worst on Netflix. We'll be talking a bit more about that a little bit later, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out to support um, to support us at Comic-Con Cape Town. We had an amazing time. We were chatting about podcasting, the fact that we're moving into video, the future of, of crashing on, and the past, our, some of our highlights, and, you know, just what makes podcasting special and why we're moving to vodcasting. So thank you all for for your support. I mean, you know, we wouldn't be what who we are or haven't gone have gone as far as we have if it wasn't for all the listeners, all the followers, and just you know the people speaking our names in rooms, which has been amazing. Um, Comic Con was hectic, so if you weren't there last weekend, you really missed out, and you should be there next year. Um, or if you're in Joburg, you should go to Comic-Con Africa Joburg because it was a lot of fun. We got to see Cat Graham dancing. Cat Graham and I are now best friends. Um, we got to um, see Ross Marquant from The Walking Dead, Jason Armour from The Punisher, the amazing Tati Gabriel from um, from the adventures of chilling adventures of sabrina the 100 you uncharted and um david oaks from vikings valhalla so that was amazing there was um there was so so many stores um i got some merch you can i posted on tiktok on the crushing on tiktok page what i got um and you know other than that it was amazing talks amazing activations the gaming hall was magnificent if you play games um and and yeah it was a lot of fun so we've had a really really busy week just trying to um you know post comic-con so sorry that this episode is a little bit late we've yeah there's a lot going on i started working full-time again which means that this one woman or two woman three woman show has been a little bit difficult to keep up but you know we move we go i want to say that for those of you who have been long-time listeners the pop culture chat is coming back leanne will be back um but unfortunately it will be available just for patreon subscribers so we're gonna have special mini episodes where leanne and i will talk about some of our faves in pop culture also um some of how um, some like ch- our perspectives on celebrity news but it'll be patreon exclusive because we're independent we have everything is self-financed um it's always been self-financed but like especially now that we like uber independent um and we are doing all the hosting ourselves all the hosting all the equipment every tool we use that we pay for the um the recording that we the recording studio that we use everything that we pay for comes out of pocket so um and everybody who works on the podcast works for free so if you would like to support us please go to patreon.com i'm also working on creating um pop culture newsletters that can basically be your 
blink and you miss it. Like for for those of you who aren't constantly scrowling the news pages for pop culture, we're gonna give it to you in bite-sized form in a newsletter so you know what you're going what's going on. You can talk at the water cooler, um, all of those things. Plus we are gonna be um, giving merch and there's a lot going on. So go to patreon.com.crashingonpod to support the podcast and you know get some cool things from us in return. Um, and before we go into the interview, I also wanted to chat a little bit about my crushing on. So I've, because I've had a very busy week these past two weeks, I haven't had a chance to really watch anything on TV, um, other than, you know, stuff that I'm already watching. I'm trying to catch up on Succession. I'm still in season one. Um, so everybody like, no spoilers, please. Although I do know the big spoiler from the late season. But um, I'm getting a bit of FOMO. Everyone is talking about it. What I've seen so far, I'm loving. Very much in love with the actress who plays Shiv. What's her name? Sarah Sinook. I'm very, very attracted to her. Plus, like, I just really love Brian Cox. Like, I think he is a tremendous actor. And he's perfect in this role. And... I'm enjoying it very much. So, you know, I'm very much... I, I'm behind on the succession bandwagon, but I'm there. I have also been doing quite a bit of reading. But I try to not to comment on books be, until I've finished reading them. So the three books I'm reading now is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Um, I'm rereading um, An Offer From A Gentleman from Julia, Julia Quinn. And I'm listening via audio, Audible, the audiobook of The White Album by Joan Didion. Um, I, I didn't want to comment on the whole Colleen Hoover situation until I'd read one of her books. And this is my first one. And the beginning of the book, it was very easy to get into. But now I'm nearing the end of the book. And yeah, I'm not having a good time. I will talk more about it once I finished reading it. But, I mean, I know a lot of people who love Colleen Hoover. I know a lot of people who hate Colleen Hoover. So, you know, at this moment, I'm probably in the middle. There's, but there's, yeah, I'm leaning towards the not liking part. So I don't know if I'll ever read another Colleen Hoover book. But this has been an interesting ride. Um, but, yeah, guys, please, we are very active on TikTok right now. We, we've been posting videos every day so please come come comment come follow come ask questions because you know that's how we connect with you tiktok twitter instagram that's how we get to know our listeners so let me let's get back to what the show is actually about so this week on the show we are talking about messy friendships and um for me one of my favorite television series is girls and I think it was such a brilliantly written TV show. And it just encapsulated these four women in their 20s so well. Uh, but, and I've always kind of seen it as the, the blueprint for me when it comes to how messy female friendships are portrayed on screen. I mean, obviously, we've had Sex in the City and we've had various other TV shows. But Girls was so raw. So I was reminded a lot about girls when I watched Do Your Worst. And it tells the story of 
this woman named Sondra. Um, she's played by Shannon Ezra, this phenomenal South African actor, Shannon Ezra, who who was kind of like, she's like a washed up actor. So she played a villain on a soapy back in the day, very like Sandra Stattenham, um, Gita vibes. And then now she's getting older, she's turning 40, and she's still just like going up, um, auditioning for, for, for adverts and commercials, whatever, those kind of things, and small roles. And she's just like not getting her big break. And she has um, this best friend, Carla, who's played by Kate Lickersh. And the two of them have a very interesting relationship because while Sandra is still very much like partying it up and hooking up with different men and still living a very like youthful Tinder life, Carla is married with kids and seemingly more settled, but we know how that myth goes. And we kind of watch as, you know, they go through these different highs and lows of their relationship, how they break up and come together. And it's very funny and it's done very well. So, and also really great performances. So this week, we're going to go a bit deeper in that. And I spoke to Kate, um, Kate Lickerish and Samantha now, the director, about the different themes of the film, but also about their own experiences with getting older, with, um, with, with female friendships, with communication, and how you go through these various aspects as you move into your 30s and your 40s and you no longer have the excuse of, I'll be young and we do stupid things. So, a, a very entertaining film. If you have not seen it yet, it is available to watch on Netflix. So I suggest that you do. Like, it's a very light watch. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. I love a good short film. And that this film, right on the money. So it's only an hour and 30 minutes. And it's an easy watch. And it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. This is our interview with Kate and Samantha. Hi, Sam and Kate. Welcome to Crushing On. Lovely to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. We're excited to be here. So um, your film, Do Your Worst, just came out. How are you feeling? Any one of you can go first. Sam, you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, no, I'm super excited. I've, I've really been enjoying seeing how the film is resonating with people um, and just the little bits of interaction that we've been able to have with audience members have been really, really fun. Uh, also, I'm really relieved that it's out now and I don't have to stress about it coming out <laughs> anymore because that was actually kind of a downer. And you, Kate? Super happy. Just the audience response has been out of this world. It's really, it's really been amazing. Every time I open my Instagram or my WhatsApp, there's um, another gift, a gift, a gift, the gift of the gift another gif or an lol or some amazing meme about how much someone's enjoyed it and how much they love it and how much they laughed and they needed it and it's just it's been really really refreshing mm. yeah just amazing amount of love from from an amazing amount of friends and total strangers yeah it's a very memeable movie like that's very it is that that was in the design of it guys <laughs> i was like part of us were like there's some good gifts in this movie like i'm yeah. I, I'm, I'm i love it as a movie and i love i love thinking about it as a whole and a narrative whole but i was also like 
we gotta make some gifts <laughs> so so tell us about the film and why you wanted to get involved in it um we can start again with you sam sure um uh, i i mean i it was it came out of a long relationship with uh, bongi wisselani our producer so she and i have known each other for a very long time and have been financing another project together that i'd written um, and, you know, as financing goes six, seven years down the line, we still haven't made that movie, but it'll mm. come one day. Yeah. Um, and and she she had found the script through Zoe LeBan, through our writer, and sort of was like, oh, you know, I know you don't, re- rom-com's not really your thing, but would you be interested? And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I would be interested. I, I would like to do that. Um, but, but it was also just like reading Zoe's script and like, seeing the potential after talking to them for like the tone we wanted to take it to which was like I haven't seen a sort of like grounded South African comedy like where Mm. where I'm like I'm laughing but I feel for each of those people I I feel their realness I feel their pain as well as like I'm laughing Um, and so that was what excited me and and also just to to get this like beautiful opportunity for like messy characters Mm. not clowns but like real messy characters that was that's what excited me and you, Kate? Um, I, I mean, it was it was a crazy journey. Uh, Shannon touched on this actually when she was doing a um, Jacaranda interview, because both Shannon and I auditioned for Sandra, the the, mm. the lead to begin with. That's you know that's who we went for, and then the callback was us auditioning with a whole lot of other people for both roles. Oh. We were both auditioning for Sandra, and then we were also auditioning for for Carla. And I remember sitting outside uh, the audition room with 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 Shannon. She was like, "Who who do you feel like more attached to?" So I was like, uh, "Sandra, definitely." She's like, "Yeah, me too." It's like I really don't like Carla. She was like, "Yeah, me either." And then and then two days later, I got the email. Sam would uh, like to offer you the role of Carla. I was like, "Carla, <laughs> Carla, I'm Sandra. This is all wrong." And then I was like, "No, no." she's clever so she must know something let me think of this. so then I just kept rereading and reading the script and I was like there's gotta be because on the page she can come she comes across as just like a bird of a cow you know mm. and, and she's not likable so I was like but we've got to make her real so I just started investing in her and then I just started loving her and you know as an actor it's like this thing where you, once you get over the hurdle of like of of characters who don't do nice things mm. you know and like getting over the human side of of these terrible things they do you get into this childlike space where you're like I get to act like complete and utter mess and just set fire to things this is like everyone's dream <laughs> you know like the interior monologue of what they wish they could do in real life I you get to do and then you just embrace it and you're like oh my god this is amazing so then you just have fun with it um and so that was kind of kind of my journey and then just I loved it it was cast so well by Sam um Shannon and I just really get each other we're very different as actresses but it really works on screen because I think we're so Mm. different bring different feels to things and you know just working with a fantastic professional team who was just there and on it and it was great so we we just had a lot of fun 
Yeah. I want I wanted to ask you about, you know, your relationship with Shannon because your your chemistry in the film seems like you guys have been like best fr- like I believed you guys were best friends since drama school or whatever. But um <laughs> so so like were you guys I mean I know the industry is small, but I mean do you guys know each other? Well, we did we did a big series called Still Breathing. Yes. Where, yeah. where we we had to play best friends which she also had a thing with my husband like well, I just <laughs> don't it's spoiler alert but I don't like there is something about Shannon and my husband um <laughs> that I need to take up with her we'll see what the next film or series is um but no so so I think still breathing because it was such an intimate process you, you we bonded very very quickly um and I think I think Shannon and I we get along really well but we also have the utmost respect for each other Mm. um and so it's about kind of just just bringing it you know every day and and meeting each other there and knowing what you're doing and embracing it and and you know it's like um there's a lot of like ugly in this and it's so it's nice Mm -hmm. to like you know in in acting everyone's like oh it's so glamorous and so nice but there was there was very little that was glamorous about this Mm -hmm. you know you either I was either drunk or hungover (laughs) in in all of all of the scenes Um, Carla's two speaks so you you're playing you're playing ugly all the time so it's nice to like have a person there who's also playing ugly with you Mm. and you you get to like between the takes you're just looking at each other being like god we look terrible and you can laugh and you can play with it and it's it just makes the world of difference where you've got like someone in the trenches with you you Mm. know obviously sam's there but sam's just like trying to juggle all these balls and then Sa- Shannon and I, they're kind of like holding each other's hand and supporting each other. So you do, you become, it's, 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 it's real, you know, you don't, you don't really have to mm. fake it because you're, you're, you're in it and and you're with someone who's, who's raising the bar. So you raise the bar and, and it's like, it's really rad, you know, it's like playing tennis with someone who's better than you, you will play better. If you play with someone mm. who's not as good you won't play as well and it's the same with acting when you when you act with actors who are are professional and amazing at what they do it immediately ups your game um so yeah it was really it was really lovely so on to the next <laughs> we'll have to do it as well yeah new husbands <laughs> you sleep with your husband or whatever <laughs> some payback time mm-hmm. <laughs> But watching this, like, you know, as a woman in her 30s, like, I was like, you know, I see so much of myself and my relationships with friends through this because, you know, we have these messy moments which often aren't shown. So, I mean, Sam, with you directing, did you have to take, did you take inspiration from emotions that you felt in friendships? And yeah, and same with you, Kate, did you take inspiration from from your friendships? No, I, sorry, I'll, I'll jump in first. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, for me, absolutely. It's like I, I went to drama school. Like, I, I, mm. I, like I've lived this life. I mean, I was never an actor. I, I was only, I had to do performance, which everyone will tell you was the bane of my existence. But, like, it gave me an insight into the vulnerability of that mm. space. And then, obviously, just building on, like, the female friendships that I've had since, which 
as with any human relationship can run the gamut of like functional and loving and you know and all of those things to completely and utterly toxic and even though you love x person there are there's like years of baggage and i think for me it was it was very much about resonating on real relationships i've either observed or been a part of mm. but also about saying hey like I know we're always privileging the romantic in our storylines, but like the the real marriage of the film, the real kind of relationship of our film is is the friendship. That's mm. the one we want to say this is the most important relationship and it's as valuable and as as like real and emotive and meaningful as the marriages in the film. Mm. And UK? Um, yeah, I mean it it is so fascinating because female relationships are are complex. You know, mm. people talk about sisters or best friends or these sort of things, and 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 what was very important to us was that that it would it felt real because because they do such terrible things that mm. that if you don't believe in the love between these two women and the friendship between these two women, then you won't care. You yeah. know whether they whether they make it up or or that or you won't believe that they would forgive each other or you know so it's it's very important to kind of inform that, and so I think you know it's it's lovely to do a film about about sisterhood and about the complexities and about women making terrible mistakes mm. like it, it it's it seems in films to be um like a, a masculine trait. And, and acceptable as a masculine trait to, mm. to do terrible things and make terrible mistakes. Or you get like the Melissa McCarthy of the film who like is just all over the place. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. one character's kind of, there's there's a, there's a comedic character who makes all these mistakes. But to have two leads who are who are intrinsically doing terribly thing terrible things as women i find just so refreshing mm. because it's like it's the good the bad and the ugly and it's 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 yeah it, it's 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 just refreshing i think that's the word for me it's like it's nice to see these things and these crazy wonderful often real stories played out um yeah. for us I actually also just want to take the baton on something you said, because I think it was really important for me coming into it as well. It's like, it's like you do get the sort of Melissa McCarthy kind of character, which is, which is great. I mean, she's incredibly talented, yeah. but, but it's almost started to feel for me, like watching a bunch of these films in prep and preparing for this is that like, somehow we had to have the okay woman. So you could validate having the messy mm. woman. Yeah. And I was just like, nah, there is no, like, we're all a mess in this film. Exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah, cool. That's you know? realistic also. Because we all make messy decisions. Sorry. And we, in, in guy movies, all of them are, are a hot mess. And yeah. somehow, like, that's that's fine and that's normal. But but when there's a bunch of women who are, are messy, it's like, okay, but but they, they need to normally be yeah. fine. Mm. And they make one mistake. But now yeah. it's like, no, 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 they're just a hot mess and they just keep on making mistakes. And that's, it's interesting. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, talking about like the whole refreshing thing, what was also like, like a, like a breath of fresh air for me is to see sex being talked about like so positively and openly in a South African film about women. Mm. Because yeah. I hardly ever see that. Like, you know, if it, unless it's like a negative storyline. Like, it's just, mm. it was just so fun. Because, I mean, that's the way we talk with our friends. Like, <laughs> just yeah. to see that. So, um, 
Well, I don't have a question either. But like, was that something that found you for the two of you as well? I, 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 again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to, because I think you have such a great read on the film. It's like, mm. it is all these little things that we sort of laid out there and like made decisions early on. And like that decision predates me. That comes from Zoe with the script and like mm. wanting to be like, I want these women to feel like the women I know. I want the stories they tell to feel like stories I've heard. I want all of that to happen. And it was just like, continual like just like picking up that little breadcrumb and saying like i'm gonna carry on with this trail i want at no point in this film for us to feel bad that they have sexual desires sexual wants sexual mm. feelings like that they that they can navigate and decide like in the same way a man can because of desire and there is no moral judgment on that because mm. i don't place moral judgment on that i don't think i don't think any of my friends mm. do um but we we are as women often taught to like moralize around our own sexuality and so so for you know like the film the film is breaking boundaries in small ways it's still a commercial vehicle it's still a rom-com that fits into a genre but every area that we could push it we we were we were very consciously trying to do that there's a lot of emphasis on us in like normal as women to like find ourselves in our 20s and to come into our 30s like fully formed but like, how do you feel that the film depicts how for most of us self-discovery comes later in life? I'll start. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just find the older I get, the better I feel about mm. everything. Like I was, I, I spent my twenties apologizing for everything. Mm. Like for being me, for saying things, for doing things. And my whole life was like, oh, excuse me, or oh, sorry. And then, then when I hit 30, and then it's just like this age this age is shaming thing. It's like big thirty. It's like no, thirty is mm. so young. You still don't know anything. But but you finding your voice a little bit more, and you apologizing a little bit less. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. It's so much nicer. You still make mistakes, and then you're approaching forty, and it's just your your voice is louder, but you have a bit more wisdom. And I just think that getting older is just fantastic. Mm. You know, and I think it, it's so nice to 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 have films that that are looking at this age because things, you know, women aren't having kids early on anymore. Women, you know what I mean? It, it's 40 is in many ways the, the new 30, um, but it's all different phases of life. And it's just wonderful to to explore them all and to kind of celebrate them all in a way that like, has nothing to do with with a frame being put around mm. that age. Because yeah. what does 40 mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's my view, Sam. <laughs> say something better. Uh, uh, no, all of those <laughs> things are correct. I have nothing. No, but uh, but no, it's, it's the same. It's like the older the older I get, the more confidence I have. And because the the more you know, time I've had to kind of like realize that my opinion is valid and, and, a, and a good divining rod for my sort of like way in the world. Um, and then, but then, you know, sort of cinematically and narratively, uh, I apparently should be dead by now because women only exist under 30 <laughs> and, uh, and who cares? Um, which is a, a thing that's improved drastically over the last 15 years. Like there are many more stories like this, but I, I haven't seen a lot of them here. And, and that, again, that's where we're coming from mm. is like, it's like, you know, we, we want something that is resonating with audiences. We want something that feels accessible, but we want just, just to twist it a little bit. So you have never seen it before in our context. Mm. So what advice would you guys give to 
to our listeners that might be going through a friendship breakup. Oh God, they should never take advice from us. <laughs> Watch don't do your sleep. worst. Don't um... sleep with your friends. With your friends yeah. Do your worst will make you feel better about your life. It's, it's like it's an extra add-on that we don't speak about, but it will make you feel fantastic about your life choices and your life. Uh, nine out of ten therapists recommend watching Do Your Worst for a good dose of Schadenfreude. Uh, I think the big lesson of the film for me, just to answer it seriously, mm. is like, is like I think, I think what changes for these women is when, when they really are truthful with each other. That's mm. when, when they're able to find a way back to the the real kind of nugget of their friendship, the real meaningful element. And I think you know we're, again to generalize, but like women are taught to deal with conflict very differently to how men deal with conflict, and, and a lot of the ways we deal with conflict involves like long out like not telling our friends mm. not being comfortable to go towards the conflict and what's great about this film is like it leads up to an explosion that sort of allows them to then rebuild and that in some ways having those conflicts like having them openly telling someone what you feel and what's not working for you is the best way to kind of fix something mm. what sam said yeah <laughs> beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it is exactly that. It's it's a case in point of a small thing bubbling over like 15 years mm. for these two women. And then it it just crescendos. And it is, it's it is so important for us as as human beings to just in a in a more in a safe space kind of scenario is just to to say how you feel or how things make you feel. Um and that to be okay, you know, mm. it's okay not to like something. What's okay to be hurt by something? It's yeah. how you feel, but it's you know towards a, a resolution. And women are awesome. I don't know what I would do without my female friends. Honestly, mm. we're rad, yeah. and this film is great. You should watch it. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my final question is the question we ask everybody, but um, who was your first celebrity crush? Hey, you go first. I mean, I'm going way back. It was probably like MacGyver. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he was like the only other guy that I knew um, <laughs> outside of my dad when I was like seven. Um, I don't know. Celebrity crush? MacGyver's an answer. I mean, yeah, that's I think that would be anything. my first celebrity crush. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It, yeah, it's, it's a it's practical MacGyver. choice. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, he's a very useful person. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess probably Buffy the Vampire Slayer for me. Mm. I was yeah. I was like, yes, I, I would need a strong female character who's also going to slay vampires. That is That works for me. <laughs> perfect perfect i love buffy um thank you so much for joining us this was such a lovely chat um everybody needs to watch do your worst on netflix right now um That was our interview with Kate and Samantha. If you're still here, if you listened to me rambling in the beginning, you listened to the interview and you're still listening, thank you for that. Um, 
Do Your Worst is now available to watch on Netflix right now. Switch your TV on, move on over to Netflix, and check out this hilarious film. Don't forget what we spoke about on the top of the episode. Follow us on TikTok. We're having a lot of fun over there, and it's great to engage with you guys. Follow us on Instagram. We had some lovely Meg Gala voting polls this week. Um, people were voting on what outfits they liked and what they didn't, and it was a lot of fun. Of course, we are always on Twitter. You can always hit us up there. Please, if you enjoy the episode, share it to your stories. Share it on Twitter. Let everybody know. So that's all from us this week. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash crushingonpod. This is where you can get bonus content. Um, you can get merch. You can get everything in exchange for a monthly financial subscription that goes to paying the freelancers, paying our, paying our various subscriptions and bookings and all the things we have to pay to keep this podcast afloat. To catch us on social media, you can find me at Karen Walby on Instagram and at Karen Walby's with an S on Twitter. The podcast can be found at Crushing on Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You can find more information about this and all our other episodes at our website, crushingonpod.com, and send any feedbacks to mail at crushingonpodcast.com. The show is produced by me, Karen. Rebecca Barchers, and Leanne Philipson. Our logo was designed by Nafifa Maruf. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can any way that you can. Keep up to date with all our episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps others find the show. We'll be back next week with another in-depth conversation. See you then.